welcome to Climbing Consulting. It's worth saying, because I'm sure you're wondering why you've had two of these in a row, it is summer. I have a huge number of great guests lined up. If I'm honest with you, we just have a number of episodes in the pipeline which are on pause because people are on holiday and other things are going on. I've got a huge number of guests lined up for you. Really excited about the guests that we've got coming out over the next few weeks and beyond. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we will be back to the in-depth, long-form interviews that I know you love from next week onwards. So this episode was actually prompted by a number of conversations I've been having with people over the last few weeks. And that is about the question of, should I leave consulting? So all of them are variations on a theme, but it's in effect, I'm not sure whether I want to stay in my firm or stay in the industry at all. And so I thought this could be a really useful topic because I'm sure there's others out there who haven't contacted me who are thinking the same thing, are thinking, you know, do I want to be in consulting? Do I leave? Do I join a startup? Do I join a big firm? What, what is it? So I just wanted to give you my thoughts and advice on that in case it's helpful. So the first question I'd ask is, think about why you're looking to leave. So I've had people who say, oh, Nick, you know, my firm's changed. It's not what it was when I, when I joined. It's a lot bigger or it's a lot more different. Whatever it is, it's, it's different and I want to move. And I would first say spend some time, take a bit of time and actually think about, okay, what is it about the firm that has made you get to this point? So it could be that you have been on a roll you don't like for an extended period of time. It could be that travel is an issue. It could be that for whatever your goals are, you want a quick injection of money now and you're not so fussed about waiting to make partner in three, four, five years' time. Actually take the time to understand that because that, that really is the first point. And I'll, I'll talk briefly in a moment about the different options of where you can go after consulting. And I'm going to keep it brief. You know, Ultimately, you can do whatever you want, but I will talk about some of the most well-trodden paths because these are things that people have said to me, Nick, this is what I'm thinking of doing instead. So firstly, look at that. And at the same time, once you've done that or as part of doing that, actually it's always quite good to write down what you do want. So very often we talk about what we don't want. We say, oh, I don't want travel. I don't want to have to work long hours. We'll talk about what you do want. And this is something that actually a friend of mine, James Mitra at JBM, told me to do. And it was fantastically useful, which is write your own job description. And now that doesn't have to be, you know, one of these bland must-have Excel skills things that you see on job sites. But actually take some time to say, what do you want from your professional life, from your career. So is it that you want to be able to balance your work and your personal commitments? Do you want nine to five? Is that the thing you want? Is it that you want to be able to go home every night? And then within the work, you know, do you want to be working with senior stakeholders, junior stakeholders? Do you want to be delivering large projects or do you want to be delivering small projects, but maybe a whole number of them? Actually answering these questions really helps you when you get on to the next stage of, of what do I want to do? Because one of the challenges we all have as consultants is we've spent our career being very malleable, jumping from a client in one industry who's got one problem to a client in a different industry who's got a whole different problem. And we become almost conditioned that we can do anything, therefore we will do anything. And in the industry, that's a good thing. But if you're looking for a change, that, that's actually quite a bad thing because you probably could do anything. You're, you know, as, as David Lancefield said, one of my most recent guests, most consultants are high achieving, they're high functioning, they can do most things. But just because you can do it 
doesn't mean it will make you happy. And that's what this exercise and what James told me to do really, really helps you do is it helps you find what it is you are looking for. What are those key things that you want to do and those things that you might, let's say, be missing right now so that you can move forward? Once you've done that exercise, and, and particularly this is with the why you're looking to leave, I'd actually take a moment to think, is this me or is this the place I am? And now this is something that Adrian Betridge, who I used to work for, who was one of the early guests on this podcast, episode four, if you want to go and listen back, he made this point, it really stuck with me, is ultimately you are responsible for where you end up. You're responsible for your own decisions. It's something, again, another podcast I listened to by Rob Moore, who is a, a property entrepreneur, very successful person. He makes the point that you are exactly where you should be. So, and let me just unpack that a little. He says that, let's say you are currently a manager in a consulting firm. That's exactly where you should be because the effort you have put in, the way you've approached, let's say, your work, your life, the skill you've got have led to that point. It's not that the world's been unfair to you. It's that everything you have done has led you there. Now, there's always outliers and people could always say, oh, well, what, what about this person who had all of this adversity or this other person who had this thing happen? It sort of doesn't matter. The point is you are where you are and it is your choices that have led you there and it's your choices that will move you on from there. And that is the ultimate point that, say, Adrian was making, I believe Rob was making. A great book on this is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Again, same point. It's your success or it's your fault that you are where you are. So when you are considering, you know, has my firm, oh, my firm is unfair to me, my firm doesn't put me on the best projects, my firm doesn't do this, well, that might be the case. And, you know, then you have a choice. Is it that the firm does that? Is it that you haven't actually told them what you want to do? Is it that you haven't presented a compelling proposition of what you could do? So very often people say, I want to do a different project. So let's say, I want to do a customer experience project, but I am on an IT implementation. Have I given any value to the customer experience area that says, Nick, you know, we want you in our team? It was something, again, my, my last guest, David Lancefield, made the point that People, the partners in his firm, they look out for signals that someone is interested in an area. And that could be from something as simple as a lunch and learn. You know, have you done a lunch and learn on customer experience? And actually, when you ask those questions, most times the answer is no. So there's your first question is, can you do something to help influence what's going on? If not, and let's say you've had the conversation with the, the partner or whoever it is in your firm, you've, you've done everything you can to show that you are more interested in another area... And let's just say your, your firm doesn't do that. Let's say you're, you're in an IT-focused consultancy and you want to go and do HR, people change transformation. Well, if your firm doesn't do that and you aren't able to persuade or show them that you doing that will benefit the firm, well, then you've got a choice. And that choice is to stay or it's to leave. And again, that's your responsibility. So just wanted to make that point, because I think we all, and I've done this, I know at times in my career when it's been hard and when I've had sort of issues with roles, with people, whatever it is, it's very easy to blame others. But actually then if you take the step back and say, how can I change this? That brings it back to, that gives you the power, gives you the control and puts you in a much better position. Now the outcome might still be walk away, but at least you've made that choice. So you've taken the time to understand what it is you don't like, why you're looking to leave your firm. You know what it is you want to do and you've sort of taken that responsibility and you've done what you can around that. So 
There's probably four options. And then there's a piece of advice I would give to anyone considering any move into any of these. So the four options, as I see them, you could change firm, and that could be to a bigger firm or a smaller firm. It's got its advantages or disadvantages. And I've had guests from all size firms, from small firms of 10, 15, 20 people up to global big four firms. So please go and listen to my guests who can share their perspective on what those different firms are like. You could go independent, which is again, another option. And I've done an episode on what it means to be an independent consultant and the good, the bad and the ugly with that. You could go into industry. And now that again has its, its own challenges. And I think is something that many consultants don't necessarily see as consultants. Consultants are very often brought in to solve the big, sexy problem. They get the support and the buy-in from the exec because the exec have paid a lot of money to have you there. So you are actually immune by virtue of this to a lot of the challenges you see in some firms for what we would crudely call out-in-industry. Now, again, saying that as a generalisation is far too broad because there are... Big firms, small firms, different firms have, some have great cultures, some have very poor cultures, some are doing very well, some are doing very badly. But there are often different challenges in industry to consulting. So you, on the whole, will progress slower in industry than you will in consulting. Again, not always correct or not always true, but these are, these are the best generalizations I can give on a podcast. If you want to go and listen to what working in industry is like. Well, I interviewed the CEO of Hiscox, Bronick Masiada. I think he gave a really balanced take on the difference between consulting and industry. Just jump to the bit in the episode or the interview where we, he talks about that. I think he's very, very succinct and very clear and very honest about the differences, the challenges, and sort of the advice he would give to others thinking to do the same. And then the other option is go out on your own, start your own business. I I've had a surprisingly large number of people off the back of the podcast contact me and just say thank you because they're looking to do that and they found some of my interviews very helpful for that. And again, that's got its own challenges and I think you've got to question before going out on your own, why do you want to do it? And I know, you know, I failed in a startup and it's currently, everyone says it's really sexy, failure, fail fast, all of those, you know, buzzwords. It's not really that sexy. You lose a bit of money, you feel like a bit of a prat, and then you figure out what you do afterwards. So from someone who has failed at it, I can tell you that's not what all it's cracked up to be. And I know from knowing a number of entrepreneurs, both from the podcast and through my own networks, there's a bloody hard lot of work attached to it. And just because you go out on your own doesn't mean you're going to be successful or you're going to reach the success you want. And that's a key thing when you're looking at this job description. What is it you want? Because very often people will talk about money and yes, you can, there's easy ways to get money, but does that really give you everything you want? So that's, again, just something to highlight about going out on your own. A number of my guests have done that. I mean, my first two guests, Matt Chung and Don Morehouse, both went out on their own, started now very successful firms, but share very honestly the stories and the struggles they faced doing that. So I would suggest thinking about if those are your options, why are those your options? How does that match your ideal job? How does that potentially help you mitigate the things that are making you want to leave? And then the last piece of advice on all of this and you should do this even if you're just questioning whether you want to make a move be it in consulting be it somewhere else is is actually speak to people who are in that position so find the people who are in the place you want to get to 
and ask for their advice. They are best placed to tell you what it's really like. They are best placed to share with you why they moved there. And they're probably best placed to share with you the pitfalls and the challenges that they wish someone else had told them. Because I can guarantee you there will be things that you, in your position, have not seen or have missed because you haven't been in the place you want to go. So always speak to the someone who has been there. And also speak to people in your firm. Speak to your advisor or the head of your practice, whatever it may be. I know when I was looking to move and do my own business, I was in two minds. You know, do I tell the people I'm working with? Do I not? And looking back, so eventually I did and we had a good chat about it. But looking back, I think there's only upside from being honest with those who lead your firm. And I know that if you're listening, you're probably thinking, oh, well, Nick, that's great if you've got some money. I, you know, I need my paycheck and I'm really worried they're going to fire me. Well, unless you're doing a bad job, and this none of this applies if you're doing a bad job, this is assuming you're good at what you do, no one's going to want to let you go because you're bringing money in for the firm and you're going to be very expensive to replace. I've talked before about the cost of recruitment firms. They are very expensive and it would cost your firm at least £10,000 to replace you. So you are worth a minimum of £10,000 telling your business you are looking to leave. And this is, again, assuming that the reasons you are looking to leave is something that can be solved by the business. And even if it's not, it's good to share it. They are much more likely to help you understand and work through what's going on to give you the right outcome. I think it was a it's a Tim Ferriss quote that again has had a huge impact on me and I I think more people should apply it in their lives which is don't blame on arrogance what can be attributed to busyness. And what that really means is very often we can think about we can say oh well no one's thinking about me i'm on this project and no one's asked me if i'm okay if i like it if i'm struggling no one's no one's read my mind and said you know you're thinking of leaving we need a chat and you therefore think no one cares well actually just most people are quite busy and they do their best by those in the firm and by you and your team but if no one's a mind reader. So if you don't tell people that you are needing help or you're a bit frustrated with something or you want, you know, you want to do something different, how are they going to know? So that would be the the last piece of advice to give you is just speak to people who are in the place you are thinking you want to go. And at the same time, speak to somebody or people you trust within your firm who are of the right level to let them know that you are having these thoughts, these challenges and considerations and get their take and see if there is something that they can do. And if they can't help you, well, they may well know someone who can help you get to the next step that you want to get to. So hopefully that's helped if you are thinking about leaving consulting. Like I say, this is just something that's come from a number of conversations over the last few weeks I think people, I don't know if it's people listening to the podcast, I don't know if it's the summer and people are just taking some downtime and reflecting time, but a number of people have talked to me and asked me about how should I leave consulting or should I leave whatever role they're doing? And so hopefully that's been really useful advice. Just to wrap up, figure out yourself, just spend some time thinking, why am I looking to leave? What is it that's pushing me out? Take some time to look at actually what do you want to do? what would make you happy, then taking those, look at and take some responsibility and say, how can I go from A, the place I don't want to be, to B, the place I do want to be? 
And is that something I can do in this organization or do I need to make a move? If you need to make a move, look at the different options as we talked about. And there's many more than the ones I mentioned, but broadly change firm, go independent, go out into industry, create your own business, all of which are covered by guests who will have done, or sorry, not will, they have done a far better job of sharing what that's like than I can paraphrase on this episode. So go back and have a listen to them. And lastly, talk to some people. You are always going to make a better decision and have a better outcome if you have bounced your thoughts of other people and got the perspective of people who know what the thing you want to do is like in the trenches and you have been able to do the best you can with your current firm to try and get to where you want to get to. I hope that has been useful always happy to share more thoughts on any of these topics, any topic that I think I can add a bit of value on. I'm more than happy to do one of these episodes on. If you've got any questions or thoughts, just let me know. Drop me an email. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com. I'll happily do an episode on a topic if it's useful for you. Like I say, we've got some fantastic interviews with a whole range of guests coming up again from big four firms through to small firms, through to tech, consult tech, I guess you'd call it, whole myriad of different guests, fantastic people, really excited to get those episodes and interviews out to you. And so all that's left to say is I hope you enjoyed this and all the best for the rest of your week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Climb in Consulting podcast. If you did, I would be very grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast platform of choice, whichever one you may be using. And please also share this with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing today's interview. If you want to get in touch or give me any feedback about the podcast, please feel free to drop me an email. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com and I look forward to hearing from you.